Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to This Week in Marketing Show, also known as the TWIM Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I will be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of August 24, 2020. So first, we're going to begin with the news from Facebook. Facebook basically recently announced that, you know, iOS, Apple's upcoming iOS 14 is going to impact Facebook audience network effectiveness, right? And so what this basically means is that what uh, Facebook is saying, because uh, the way iOS 14 uh, is going to work, um, users may not see ads from audience. Some users may not see ads from audience network and others may just because the way Apple has implemented privacy and Facebook is like, you know, ringing the alarm bell and just freaking out about it just because, you know, um, you know, audience network is basically a big component of Facebook's ad inventory. And so if you're not familiar with what audience network is, audience network is essentially uh you know, an add-on module, if you may call it, of Facebook. So on Facebook, we generally see ads on Facebook, but, you know, oftentimes when we click on an ad on Facebook or say, for example, if we are reading something on uh, an article or a blog post uh, within the Facebook app and we will go to that uh, page and what we will see is other ads from Facebook, or maybe we'll go to a page uh, on our website, on our web browser, on our desktop, and we will see ads from there, ads from Facebook network on those pages, right? So audience network is a, is a way for Facebook to push their ad inventory ads on in their platform to other properties that are not directly controlled by Facebook itself. And Facebook is like saying, just because uh, way Apple is going to make some changes, um, they're going to probably, um, you know, not going to be able to, you know, see ads within audience network, or if they do, some may, some may not, right? It We haven't seen it. Uh, iOS 14 is right now in beta. So what does this all mean? And why is Facebook like, you know, really coming out and sharing this information proactively? Well, there are a couple of reasons. Number one is uh, Facebook is saying uh, it's ad revenue from this audience network would probably drop by 50%. Keep in mind, we are close, we are really going into the Q4, uh, timeframe of 2020, where this is the holiday season here in the US and around the world. Uh, so we're going to see Black Friday. We're going to see Christmas and Facebook is coming out and saying we're going to see 50%, uh, quote unquote, uh, drop in publisher revenue. Now, there are a couple of reasons why they do this. Number one is, number one, Facebook is a public company. So if there is a, any material change, they need to announce it ahead of time uh, and alert their shareholders so that they can mo- move things around accordingly. So that's like their fiduciary duty or if not, Securities and Exchange Commission is going to come and actually drop the hammer on them. That's number one. Number two is also this is actually their political as well. What they're trying to do is they're trying to position themselves as, you know, the victim of this privacy thing that Apple is doing. 
Now, it's no, it's not really they're playing a politics with uh, Apple itself, but you know, remember Facebook is under scrutiny with the U.S. government, particularly quote unquote the Congress, to kind of you know because they have too much. Uh, you know, user data and they have too much of, you know, sway on what they do. So they're coming out as a proactive measure saying, you know, look, hey guys, look, we, you shouldn't really think of, you know, regulating us because you know what, we are victim now. We don't have access to all these things, right? So that's, in my opinion, that's the other play. And that's really what Facebook is trying to do. Because, you know, come, come on, Folks, I mean, if you ever done any uh, advertisements and any tracking on Facebook, you know, audience network itself really is a hit or miss. You know, it really doesn't bring you much, uh, you know, in terms of results. So it's Facebook is doing this and people who do not do Facebook advertisement for a living are actually doing audience network and they lose money and they really cannot track and things like that at a high level. I'm overgeneralizing this thing. So in my opinion, that's what Facebook is trying to do, which is uh, come out the gate and put it as like, you know, up front in the front so that if the next time around Mark Zuckerberg is in front of Congress, he could actually use this as an argument saying, look, remember the time we talked about audience iOS 14 and how we couldn't like really track users? That's still happening. So, but anyway, uh, that's still, like, I don't have any evidence. I don't have any proof. This is my opinion. Uh, with that, let's move on to the next one. Update. Uh, the next update is from Facebook. Facebook recently did, uh, you know, a Facebook Live uh, showing, you know, how to do, use Facebook Live producer to maximize live stream broadcast. Like, you know, we, and Facebook has been doing this for a while. Right. They've been doing this for a while since the pandemic began, began, where they've been teaching different things and teaching people how to better use the platform. Last week on our show, we covered something of this nature on Facebook in terms of what to do, uh, Facebook lives, as well as, you know, how, what to do with Facebook stories, things like that. It's, and that seems to be the trend with all these platforms. You know, early on, these platforms where whether you talk about Facebook, LinkedIn, or any platforms, these were all about user, user, user. Let's drive users. We need more users. And then what happened was, uh, as they were doing a push for users and businesses were coming on, there was a lot of content and education on these things. And then there, this side industry grew, which was, uh, or mushroomed up, which was basically on educating, oh, how to do Facebook Live, how to write Facebook stories, and all this education coaching industries that started up, right? And these were people who were doing a lot of their own, uh, you know, formats based on their own experience and anecdotal experiences, things like that. So now Facebook is coming out and saying, you know, hey, hear it from the, here's what you need to do from the horse's mouth. Like, you know, here it is, you share, hear it from us. And some of the content is pretty good. So if you're not paying attention to this, please pay attention and you will be glad you did. Right. And then with that, you know, this is again, uh, the next update is also from Facebook, uh, where their community, uh, community, they held a community education event where basically they're saying, uh, engaging a community and hosting online events. Like what this is all about. This is actually geared, catered more towards Facebook groups. And like, you know, this is the best part of this show, right? Even I will tell you as a market here, I was not aware of this thing that Facebook has this thing called Facebook community page and they did all these events. And when I was looking through it, it was mind blowing. Uh, why this was mind blowing overall, especially in particular, this event was like, you know, they're talking about uh, Facebook group, how to engage your Facebook group. And they did this in English, German and Portuguese. So I just looked at the English one where there were 18,000 reactions on the video, which was about 55 minutes 
long, two thousand sh- over two thousand plus shares, and two hundred and sixty nine thousand views, right? And this came out like what three or four days ago, right? Today we are recording this on the twenty thirtieth of uh, August. It's a Sunday. And this thing came out, I believe, on the 25th, like four days ago, five days ago. Uh, I could be wrong. I just don't, I didn't track the date itself. But what does it all mean? Uh, it all means uh, that, you know, this is a really uh, valuable content. People are actually consuming it up. And, you know, the person who spoke, uh, who was called, this lady called Kate, uh, she manages a group on Facebook called Social Media Managers Group. Uh, she's been on Facebook group for 10 years. That's what she said. Uh, she says she's a veteran. She has 10 years. And her group, I checked it out. It has 45,000 uh, members on in her group in Facebook, right? So, and I will share one tip, like, you know, she shared in the, in the beginning of the video, and we're going to share most of this tip in our private Facebook group. <laughs> Come to talk about Facebook group, you know, we are actually, we have a private Facebook group uh, under Market and Grow. Uh, we can, we'll put the link on this um, group to this group in, in our show notes. Check it out. Uh, what this is, is, but, you know, I will just show, uh, just because of those time complexity and everything we cannot go through all the tips and everything and discuss everything in details but we want to do our separate uh, segment for all these tips what we learned and brains uh, uh, brain dump as well as you know brainstorm things like we can implement in our own business and in own groups so the first thing you know she's talked about is like creating a shared identity with your members which basically means give your group a name give your members a name so one great example is russell bronson uh, of click funnels uh, amazing marketeer uh, he calls all his funnel, uh, all his people in his group called funnel hackers, right? Uh, and then every time he's using, he's calling, hey, funnel hackers this and funnel hacker that. So that's what Kate was saying. And I think, you know, that re- resonated very well with me. Uh, he says, uh, she said, you know, use a visual representation, use the word funnel hacker anytime you can. Uh, not overdo it just because you have to do it, but, you know, do it and that would be really helpful. So with that, I'm going to stop here. Uh, check it out, that video, if you want to really want to, you know, go geek out on this content and discuss with us. Do make sure you join our Facebook group where we are going to be able to have more time and geek out on this. With that, let's move on to the last update uh, from Facebook, which is Facebook has launched Facebook Shop. You know, it's a new place to discover businesses and shop for products in Facebook app. I checked it out and I will tell you this is a one amazing thing, right? Even though I don't have any, uh, personally, I do not have any, uh, you know, e-commerce storefront, but I was checking it out and I was thinking, you know, it just got the gears in my head, in my brain, you know, chugging along and to see how can I use this. And so what's so cool about it, right? Why is it, am I saying, so it's like, you know, now it creates a separate tab on your Facebook page, if you as well, uh, that allows you to actually sell your stuff on Facebook. And Facebook, I think is doing this in directly to as a challenge to uh, Amazon, as well as directly challenge to Shopify, because realize, you know, there's only, they have 2 billion users right now. There's only so many people they will come on and actually monetize on their, uh, through their ad value. And they, they, as, if, as they're being a public company, they need to increase value, uh, increase revenue. And the other ways they have to look at, I, other uh, aspects, right? And so this is one aspect. E-commerce is big. People are going to shop more and more and so they realize why not as well do it. What this does is actually also it's a death blow to companies such as who are putting uh, add-on products and CRMs to vendors who were selling 
products through Facebook. And there are quite a few companies. I know a couple of personally, uh, you know, startups, tech startups, but they're doing it and they need to pivot because Facebook is just basically ripping their heart out and just doing the same thing to, by themselves. And that's what happens when you're trying to build a business on top of other people's uh, platform. Now, coming back to this, why I really like this one is like, you know, there, Facebook has this thing called Commerce Manager and I was checking it out. And so the, in Commerce Ch- uh, Manager, there are two ways to get started. Like I could just go to Facebook and just create my own shop tabs and I can do that and have users or purchaser purchase through Facebook Commerce or Facebook Pay and everything goes through. I haven't gone to that extent. The other one is like a, we, I could integrate using uh, something like, you know, they have integration and they integrate. If you already have a shop on Shopify or BigCommerce, uh, or Feedonomics uh, and Facebook says they're going to add more partners they could go and pull in the SQs from those from your account in Shopify big big commerce or whatever it is you have and then populate your Facebook shop so what this is doing is allowing you to again now have your one Shopify shop right and you'll be able to push it into Google and Facebook and just creates a lot of good ecosystem right inventory management everything wise so Facebook is slowly moving into the e-commerce space. Again, that wasn't something, you know, should not be very uh, surprising. Uh, If it was, then you probably, you know, have not been following the trends and not been listening to our show for too long. But with that, let's move on to the next one, which is about actually from TikTok. So TikTok, the new kid on the block for the first time, reveals their user base, the user numbers for the first time, not just for the US as well as for the worldwide. And it's absolutely mind boggling, you know, uh, and kind of, you know, why they're doing it now remains to be seen. And maybe our next update that is also from TikTok will probably explain because, you know, it has something to do with this buyout probably. But, you know, uh, what they, what I learned from looking at this report is like, you know, they have about 100 million monthly active users. Uh, so nearly 800% increase from January 2018. So just like in a little over two and a half years, they've jumped 800%. 100, month, 100 million monthly active users is like, you know, not... Uh, how do I say? Not a e- not an easy number to reach. I will tell you that. Uh, I need to look, and I think uh, what happened also the the app has been downloaded over two billion times with a B times globally, uh, and it has over you know fifty million daily active users. So one is 100 million monthly active users in the US. The other one is 50 million daily active users. So that's an amazing number comparatively. You know, Facebook has 2 billion users. Uh, and, you know, I don't remember the exact stuff for Facebook itself. But as I was going through it, I mean, I was looking at it, their user growth is just skyrocketed. I mean, they were like, you know, at a, at a good trajectory. Uh, and, Globally, it's just like, you know, they were at this and then boom, it's like a rocket ship. Now for the US, it kind of, you know, like chugged along from January 18 through all the way to October, December of 19. And that's when, I would say October, because as I'm looking at this thing, as from October, it just slowly started going up. And then from January to, is it January or June? From June, it kind of, you know, uh, plateaued. Really not, not that much, uh, growth from June 2020, which is probably, uh, because of the pandemic and all these things that's happening. But, uh, let, 
let's not worry about that, right? Uh, just because let's focus on what's matter is like the sheer number of people that are on TikTok and that is an untapped potential. It's like a gold mine, right? And that's kind of explains why people like, you know, marketers are going head over, uh, forgot what the term is, but basically they're falling like, you know, hard over TikTok and like, you know, going and putting efforts in TikTok just because they don't want, they don't want to miss out. People have missed out on Facebook. People have missed out on Google. People have missed out on YouTube. They don't want to miss out on TikTok and TikTok and they're running. And probably that's also fueling a lot of the gold rush type of things that are happening. So expect that even though inventory is much, much cheaper. Uh, but you know, TikTok is actually doing a good job in terms of educating uh, people on how to create business accounts, how to create business videos, or how to do things in TikTok. So I'm not going to go too much details into the numbers itself. Uh, if you guys like, if you need it, we're going to share the link to the TikTok stuff in our in a Facebook group, and we can talk about geek out over there. But just so that you know, I'm looking at the numbers just from January 2018. They had 11 million. February 2019, they had 26 million. October 2019 is 40 million. June 20 is 91 million. And August, they have over 100 million users. So that's just, uh, you know, numbers uh, for July. Worldwide, they had about 700 million users, 689 and some change. So I'll just round it up to 700 million users. So it's pretty amazing. I mean, I think Instagram has about a billion users active globally. So it's pretty close to Instagram. No wonder Facebook is like, you know, sweating bullets. Let's move on to the next one, right? Uh, Which is about a TikTok buyout and other news from TikTok. Number one is obviously... TikTok, Microsoft has been in the running. We talked about Amazon being as as trying to buy TikTok. Uh, then came in Oracle. Uh, so that's what's happening in the TikTok buyout, buyout land. However, uh, I'm hearing news and you probably will also find it like, you know, Walmart is pairing up with Microsoft to buy TikTok. And if they do, that is going to be a game changer as well because Walmart's like really the underdog when it comes to e-commerce. They're really trying to take on to uh, Amazon. They bought Jet.com. They bought a lot of stuff, but it hasn't really materialized to something where they could actually be the 800 plus gorilla to take on Amazon and Amazon Prime. Walmart is doing things like you know Walmart Plus where it was going to be a... Amazon Prime Time service. So Walmart is taking, uh, uh, Walmart is really getting into the game and it seems like, you know, Walmart wants to partner up with Microsoft and own TikTok. So what this all means for marketeers is like, you know, TikTok is a platform for us for here to stay, even though they don't have a buyer yet. Um, the range is about 20 to 30 billion dollars. And I think someone is going to fork over that cash easily. I know it's going to be a prize for whoever gets it, Microsoft and Walmart as a partner. If they own this U.S. operations and some other other operations in other countries, it's going to be absolutely amazing. So let's wait out and see. In other news, by the way, TikTok CEO has resigned after three months of on being in the job, right? Why? I do not know. He's been in the job for three months. He came to TikTok from Disney and he just resigned. Now, is this a sign of that, you know, hey, they are going against U.S. government and they cannot win and he might as well quit? I don't think so. A person at that level doesn't do that, even though they sued the U.S. government and we covered that news in the last uh, show. So what I feel is happening is that he realized that, you know, uh, he should quit before a deal is announced. Probably he will not have a job in the new company. 
again he didn't give us much details but you know it is a news worthy of mentioning that you know so much happening around tiktok uh tiktok is here to stay uh, i don't think tiktok is going there they are also announcing that they are here to stay but we'll see that with that let's move on to the next one which is from linkedin from our friends in linkedin so linkedin announces ma- uh, measures against inappropriate content but why are we covering it in our, in our show is that you know it's because it's a sign that LinkedIn for years and for many, many months has been the, uh, you know, poster child of spam, abusive behavior, you know, everything you can think of, negative stuff. And LinkedIn has actually put a blind eye just because they want to grow the user base. And so now when this is coming from LinkedIn, LinkedIn realizes that, you know, you cannot just grow a platform with users and fake accounts and spams and bots and like, you know, abusive people and all these things. If you don't clean it up, the good ones are going to leave. So it's a sign for us marketeers that LinkedIn has basically is going to start policing the platform more. It's going to basically clean up their platforms, which basically means their their monthly active users or the user base is probably going to shrink a little bit, but it's in a good way. So if you are on LinkedIn or if you're like me who used to think, you know, LinkedIn is just basically full of crap, maybe it's time to rethink about LinkedIn. And that's what it is. With that, I have one last update on LinkedIn before we sign up for this week is that LinkedIn has shared data showing a high uh, interest in higher education. Well, it's the pandemic, you know, that's fine. Uh, Why this data is very exciting to me as well as why I'm covering this here is that imagine if you are a coach, this data gives you insights onto market, a coach in the education space right? Then this data actually helps you to position your offer as well as target the right demographic. After all, all Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Twitter is all about targeting the right people. You got to take your offer, take your product, create an offer and create take that offer in front of the right people. If I want to eat steak and you're trying to, you give me an offer for say chicken, I'm not going to buy because I'm in the market for steak. So this is absolutely a gold mine of data if from that perspective. Nothing more, nothing less. It's very educational. We're going to put a link, check it out and you know use it to your business especially if you're in the education space. And if education information space. With that, you know, we conclude this week's in this week in marketing. Now you know everything you need to know to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the link to the articles. And if you enjoyed this episode of This Week in Marketing, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off until next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.